Welcome to the Unsuccess Podcast, a podcast where we talk about faith and ministry in the church here in Portland, Oregon. I'm David Libby. And I am Josh Hawk. Wow, you just owned that intro right there. I, I am Josh am, Hawk. I mean, you almost... I don't know if I should say this or not, but we were in a meeting, David, a little bit ago, and you almost introduced me as Jesus. I did. You yeah, ca- you caught yourself. I did. I well, we'd been talking about Jesus, and then I said, um, "See you later, Jesus," or something like that. But you, you said you were going to hand it over to G. Yeah, to G. To, jo- to I mean, Josh. to Josh. Yeah. Um. So we're starting a new season. Of this podcast. Yeah, I'm um, really excited about it. Yeah, so season one was like 30 episodes, and then we did season <laughs> two that was like four episodes. I, and I, season three, and season, this is a special season. Yeah, it's so a special so, COVID-19 season. It's a special COVID-19 season. We should do 19 episodes, but actually we're only doing eight. See, what happened, we we shot an episode of this podcast. We didn't sh- Oh, we did shoot. We did. We shot one, and we it was... We did it live. It was like a video. Yeah, we too. so we shot this, and it was in uh, late February, I think, or, or mid-March, sometime. It was... Uh, the, the first week of March. It was the first week that we were going to be closing our churches, and it was Thursday, and at that point, we weren't planning on closing our churches. And we, we shot a whole thing about how this this virus seemed like a really dangerous thing and we don't know what we're going to do. And it's a, it's a strange thing to think about and we don't even know what this is. And, um, and now I guess it's a nice, uh, historical document of, uh, like if, if you listen, if you listen back to it, we never put it up online. It's, it, it might still be on your hard drive, Josh. I don't know, but, um, it, (laughs) It, it will forever stay in. Yeah, the we're not hole. we're not gonna pull it out because it like nothing in it applies anymore. There was no quarantine at the time, and there I don't even know if there were deaths in the U.S. at the time, and and so. all of the government leaders were like, well, like we don't know what to do. Um, there was beginning to be talks about flattening the curve, but we didn't we didn't really know what this was, and so. Um, so we had a conversation and literally by Friday morning, so that was Thursday. And then by Friday morning, we had both decided to cancel the next two weeks of church services. Yeah. So things had moved that fast within a day of us recording that. And then by that weekend, it was like, well, we're not, we're not going to be opening for a long time. And so, um, so that's sort of in the ether now. But we wanted to talk about COVID-19 and this pandemic and specifically um, what the church is right now, how it's changed and what it maybe can be and should be. And some of the things that we're thinking about just um, uh, as pastors and some of the things that we're rethinking because of what's going on. So we're going to do this for eight episodes. It's the first time that we've ever actually thought ahead about our podcast. Like we we used to we used to plan out ideas, but I don't think we ever had a plan for this podcast ever. Yeah, I well <laughs> 
Yeah, we had a vision for it, but we didn't have a specific plan for it. Maybe we that's we fair. we do this because it's fun, and that's literally the only reason. We, it's fun to get to talk to people, um, and it's it's yeah. fun to uh, see like what what people are doing and how they're viewing church. But we kind of want to talk about how we're seeing church and how we're seeing church change and some yeah. of the things that we're thinking about um, as people who who uh, professionally uh, work as as church leaders like yeah. this is this is a strange time and it's a time to uh, kind of th- throw out everything that we knew and I think like th- so David I don't See, we've talked a little bit. Um, I mean, we don't have all eight episodes completely planned out yet, but yes, we if, do. If you everything, were, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you were to sum up, I mean, like, what would the title of this season be? Um, it will be church centric. We will. I mean, not all of our our episodes, not all of our conversations have been about the church. There has been this theme over that, and and I've always kind of tried to push the envelope a little bit because I I think what's true in in the conversations that we have um, is not just true for the church, but I think there is greater truths for everybody and every person. And I think there's, you know, so if you're listening and if you're not part of the church, um, I do think that there are some truths that you can glean and that are really transferable into the business world, definitely into the nonprofit sector um, and, and into kind of your, your personal life too. But but we want to this, this next eight episodes um, to to speak specifically. I think about like the evolution of the church, and we want to kind of break it down a little bit, um, and and kind of talk about what is what is surviving, um, I guess, and what you know after kind of through this pandemic, what are we kind of left with? Right the. Uh, things are being destroyed right now, and um, some of them are frightening. And yet, I we're finding out some things that didn't really need to be, or maybe yeah. shouldn't yeah, yeah, be, yeah. that we've always thought were necessary. We're rethinking things like a church building. Like, I, I think there is a place for that, and we'll get to that. Um, we're rethinking things about money. We're rethinking things about um, how to communicate a message, or should there be a message? We're rethinking things about music. Like, there are things that are so understood to be staples of the church that aren't right now. And I think we're realizing what, what we miss and what clearly needs to be and what really doesn't? So if I were if I were to title this series, it might be something like um, "Destroying and Saving" or something like that. I don't know. I'm bad with titles. If I were to title COVID nineteen and living through that area, it would be something like. Ah! But but if I were to title uh, the the series, I don't know. Maybe that also. Oh boy. Thank you for stepping away from the microphone for that, but I I still think I'm gonna have to compress that like crazy. <laughs> it it's showing up on the on the um, vocal meter on your um, computer, and it is it is going to the top. It peaked. <laughs> um. So, 
David, uh, the church in COVID-19, um, we both pastor small churches, um, under 100 people in attendance on a, on a regular basis. Not of our own choice. We're just bad at this. <laughs> That's fair. But, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, w- we can do that. We can own that. Um, and okay. and we don't have... I'm bad at this. We don't have... Um, well, we didn't have a huge online presence, you know, for like a lot of these churches. It was like, well, let's continue on as, you know, like business as usual. You know, so many churches have already gone virtual. Um, and I think, you know, like, of course, the big one, Greg Grishel and, um, and Life Church. And, and like even some of the bigger churches that do meet in buildings, right, but like... Yeah. Elevation, Stephen Furtick's church. Yeah. Like they, they were already well known for their YouTube channel. Yeah. So. And, and so now all of a sudden, and th- this, this was interesting. And this is, I kind of pushed back against it for a few weeks. And there's still something in me that kind of bristles. But it was almost as if every church now has to um, evolve into that model. Yeah. <laughs> and and so now, like, oh, shoot, we're not meeting for a week. You know, like the first week, it was more of like our own choice or like it was it felt like the social justice thing to do or the public health that, you know, the responsible thing to do. And then, you know, by week two, you know, we were the governors, different governors or states are closing down. And then by like week three or four, the president and, you know, we're on national lockdown saying, you know, no gatherings of 10 or more, you know. And so churches should not be gathering. Schools are being closed. Um, and and then we only pastors of I was involved in a lot of conversations, pastors, especially of small churches like, oh, shoot, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Like how how do we continue to op operate? How do we continue to function? And think we are you know we are in the second month of this now, um, and this is still a conversation that we're we're having. You know, like how how sustainable is this? And I think that's that's really fair, right? And I think I think we should keep this away from the common conversations that are happening, which is um, like some churches fighting the power and just opening, even though the governor said not to like that is a whole separate thing. And I, I have thoughts about that, but, but you don't want to touch that with a six foot pole. I would, uh, (laughs) nice word play. Um, no, I mean here, uh, I'll say this just to get it out of the way. Those pastors are dumb. They're dumb because, um, this is, you can't say that, David. They're dumb. They're no, they are. Like the thing is, context. people, you have to have context. You, they're they're dumb. <laughs> we're we're called to care for our people and shepherd our people, and um, there's there's no way that I could read the Bible in a way that argued uh, we should knowingly get together even though we know that it could hurt and potentially kill some of our elderly people. I'm not like that is not so they're dumb and that's wrong. <laughs> All right. We're so not going to touch it for the rest of the eight episode series, but that is David Libby's 
thoughts on the matter. That's David Libby's hot take of the episode. That is not, that should not be a hot take. That's an incredibly cold take. These pastors are dumb. Don't endanger your people. All right. Now, we're <laughs> back. Right, so back to the conversation. Back to the conversation. Yet. What we want to talk about is um, churches have been given this, like, I would say opportunity, but also uh, kind of had a forced upon them there. Yeah. Uh, what What was interesting? There's a. Um, I mean, she's not really a friend. I've I I met her once, and I've started following her online. She's uh, her name's Amanda. She's a pastor across town in Portland, but she um she posted a thing shortly after this all started, and she said. In, in ministry, you have two options. You can do things well, or you can do things fast. And every church around the country has had the first option taken away from them. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have time to do things well. We have had our um, normal gatherings taken away from us. And so all of us at the same time, and when I say us, I don't just mean pastors. I mean church members, anyone, has had the... Um, the ability to figure out what the church should be when people aren't allowed to get together, um, the the chance to do that well has been taken away from us. And so we're all figuring out together what church yeah. looks like. And yeah. what's interesting is that um, the church competition that um, you see in a lot of places, we don't really have a lot of that in North Portland, but... Um, that that's a thing. Like um, there is competition for people um, to come to your church in in a sense, and pastors don't like to call that out, but it's there. Yeah. Um, it sort of leveled the playing field. Like there, there's not really any. Everyone's sort of on the same team here, which is um, we want people to know Jesus, and yeah. we're all trying to figure out how to do that. Okay, so context. Um, what what? Let's talk for just a minute about the specific things of what we have done. Um, sure. That first week, we decided. I mean, David, we're we're in conversations, or we were about like merging our two churches into one church. Yes. And then, um, then this COVID nineteen thing happens, and they're like, "Oh shoot!" You know, this disrupted all of those plans too. That's a whole nother. Actually, our our first conversation we were going to have with the church was the second Sunday that our first was co- closed. Conversation, our first collaborative conversation collaborative conversation with the churches. So so. We planned for years, and especially one year, we've been pushing toward this uh, whole thing happening, and then the brakes just got, not pumped, but smashed down. And so um, all that stops, and now... We're, so we're so, like, what do we what do we do here? Yeah, and so in that context, we decided. I guess you and I made the executive decision mm-hmm. to do joint services, and so we're not doing two separate services, but we're just doing one service together: St. John's Wesleyan and St. John's Christian Church. Yeah, um, and that's more, and it, it's motivated by kind of sharing resources, and then also kind of recognizing that you are better with me. Yeah. Um, that's true though. <laughs> like I, and, and I'm definitely better with you. Too. Here, that's here was, other. here was my plan. I was going to pull out my phone and I was going to give like a little three to four minute devotional and post it online. That was my plan. And I, I came to you and you said, 
I want to do like a church service. Like, sort can, of, yeah. can we do that in a in a couple of days? And you sort of had that vision, and I had been planning out sort of like a devotional thought for that week, and so um, I started yeah, so in my together. mind expanding my thoughts into a cohesive thing. And you were working on the technical side of it. And, and so, yeah, in that way, we were better together in terms of, uh, like, yeah. resourcing our people with a worship service that they were going to be missing, like, not of anyone's choice. And so what, what happened then? The first two weeks, um, you and I just recorded a kind of a, sh- a message, and that was kind of it. And then we posted that on YouTube. Um, well, then by the third week, we added a worship component. We got some of some of our worship people from both churches together and kind of recorded kind of some... That's not accurate. The first time we tried to do it ourselves, oh, and right. then after that first week, you were like, yep, we should probably get the people who are good yep, at this. Right, that, yep. <laughs> um, and and so we've, we've done that. We've also added the component... Um, because initially it was just we just uploaded it on YouTube and then shared the link, um, but then what we kind of figured out was some software um, that we could pre-record a service and kind of piece it together with different elements and then stream that um, both with with YouTube we can do set a premiere for YouTube um, and then stream it on Facebook Live and so we've been using those two mediums and been linking it to to our websites um and that has kind of been our presence and then then at least that initial um an initial meeting or that initial initial sunday morning time um is there's this gathering a group of people gathering together virtually to watch kind of the the service and so that is kind of it's there's been an evolution of that um and that's kind of where we've kind of been left but here's what kind of I think I pushed I didn't want to um, I didn't want to do what Stephen Furtick or you know like or Greg Rochelle I like right. we we are not set up to do that and so I don't want to I and I didn't want to pretend I like everything is shot on an iPhone and an iPad um, right well and and here's <laughs> Um, I don't actually subscribe to um, the the thought that mega churches are just bad and and that mm-hmm. um, uh, preachers on TV are just bad, although most of them are. Um, <laughs> again, this is David Libby talking, not necessarily the views of Josh Hawk, but um, but uh, we. We got some pushback from our friend Stephen saying um, everyone's just becoming a televangelist, and we never really saw it that way. It's not we're not we're not aspiring to televangelist greatness here. We're literally we're trying to keep this yeah. on the level. We we were trying to put together something that had the feel of a group of people from our trying church. to put yeah. on a thing, kind of like. If you want to put it in terms of, I see it like the Muppet Show. You know the Muppet Show? It's just people gathering together to put on a show. And there's headaches and there's hardships and there's, you know, Gonzo being an idiot and 
the the chef trying to kill the chickens like there it's it's chaos but there's like heart and um there's heart and there's passion there and you know some stress from Kermit and that's a very secular way of putting that's, what yeah. what I think we were doing we we weren't trying to put on this like amazing white, production whitewashed amazing perfect production we're trying to present ourselves and um and try and give like a warm communal atmosphere in the same way that we would or as close to the same way as we would um if we were all together yeah and i i think we're seeing that kind of cross the board this evolution of churches um and not just churches but again like now we're going to jump into the business community or the nonprofit sector of like people having to make hard decisions and change the way that in which you you do things. I mean, like doctors right now are doing a lot of virtual visits mm-hmm. and there are limitations and there are advantages to that. Um, but here's here's a here's a story, David. Um, and, and I've thought about this so, so much in so many different contexts. Um, years ago, I was I was in Indi- in Indiana for my graduate degree, and uh, um, I I it was an online program, but I had to be on site for a few weeks out of the year, um, and so I was on site this this certain week, and um, I went I visited a church in rural Indiana, and it it was very much kind of a smaller country church. And very traditional. I mean, just like imagine more rural Indiana, small church of like 50 people, um, kind of just really conservative values. It's kind of what, what you're getting. Kind of think, think like Bill Gaither-esque Southern gospel music, the hymns. And the worship team, um, they sang... God of the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great song. Yeah. It didn't fit. Um, sure. They also sang Turn Your Eyes Upon to, to Jesus. Yeah. And they did a few hymns, and those felt so good. Mm-hmm. They did them really well, but the God of the city, they were trying to be somebody they weren't. And in the context, it didn't make sense either. Like, the God of the city is... Like that's what you sing in the in downtown New York or Chicago or something, you know, um, not in rural Indiana. Although God is the God of the city. Here's here's why too. I think it sticks out, and and it might only stick out because you and I do this uh, and have been involved in church work for so long. But what what it often comes across as is people saying, you know, what the kids listen to today is your Chris yeah. Tomlins instead of your Bill Gaithers, and so we want to attract the kids by putting in some of the. That's that's how it feels, yeah. right? Yeah, and and there's definitely uh, and like I think there's an element that, w- that you know that we do, we all do that. I think, um, and there's a certain element that you do want to embrace that and be open to it. Um, but I, I think it's it's more about like letting the kids lead that rather than letting us sure try to to lead that and so i think the the point my biggest takeaway is like don't try to be somebody that you're not 
And that's what happened, I think, with this COVID-19 is we have all of these churches trying to be churches that they're not. They're trying to be the big mega church. They're trying to have an online presence that they never had. But now they're trying to do that in the same way that these other churches are and have done it. Um, and so that has been like, as, as we have evolved in, into this, you know, you and I um, and our churches, what what can we do or what are we as a church doing that's not trying to do what the other churches are doing, but that is true to us. Our own context, yeah. In our own congregations, in yeah. our own context, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I, and I think, I think, uh, like, we've, we've been trying to push for that. And I, I would say... A good chunk of the people that oh, I would say the vast majority of the people that um, are like my colleagues around the country have um, have done a great job at just trying to be themselves on in, online, and they're they're doing very well. Um, and this is like I think. I think everyone is giving more of a pass to, you know, people who are struggling because they, they know that we are all struggling. And so um, the, the positive spin on everything you just said kind of in a rant is that um, uh, we are being a little bit freed to try things. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And if people are trying things not, not trying to use this moment to become the next Craig Greshel, Greshel, Greshel. Okay, Craig G. Um, <laughs> if if they aren't if they aren't trying to use this to um, like become this crazy big televangelist, like I think there's some good um, moves to make. I wanna I wanna close this time by saying um, uh, Shannon Martin is a an author and writer that I really, really love. Um, she wrote uh, Falling Free and the Ministry of Ordinary Places, um, if you read those books. And she tweeted um, something that I actually completely understand where she was coming from. Um, and yet I would also um, push back slightly. We She tweeted, like, I would love if pastors around the country would stop um, entirely uh, writing on Twitter about the pros and cons of using Zoom or YouTube for their things and actually talk about how to help and serve the people in new ways during a pandemic. And I completely understand where she's coming from, and I actually um, agree with her, except for the fact that um, I think it's, it's Twitter, and so you're supposed to push a little hard, and that's fine. Would they only give you what two hundred eighty characters? You're gonna you're gonna be a little harsher on Twitter than you may mean. Um, I don't want to pretend to know what Shannon was thinking when she wrote that, um, but I will say I think all of the conversation began about Zoom versus YouTube because we were all like um, like uh, Pastor Amanda was saying. Um, we were all struggling and we were all being told, uh, we all had the do something well taken away from us. And so yeah. we had to learn to do something fast. And so I think the conversation began with 
do you use Zoom or YouTube? Because none of us knew what the heck we were doing. And so we wanted to start this series by talking about just our own stories and how we were learning to do church in the way that we were used to in this new world. Now, um, the other seven episodes that we're going to do, we're going to be talking about uh, what maybe we should break down or whatever. But we did begin, and I think we began in the way we should, by saying, okay, how can we do what we've done, what's familiar, what people know, without being able to gather I think yeah. I think you need to start that way. I think that's just like that's the turtle going into its shell thing. That's okay. Let's let's rethink. Let's let's uh, let's protect a little bit and figure out. Okay, what should we do? That is step one. Now I'm a hundred percent with Shannon that um, figuring out how to serve the people um, in our community that is the number one thing. And if you're going to drop something, drop the worship service. But when it's what people know about mm-hmm. church and it's it's the most familiar and the most comforting piece, like you want to bring that to your people. And so that's yeah. that's what we were doing at first. Um, yeah. So uh, so that's, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about on episode one here. Um, We've got so much to talk about because we are doing some crazy, um, I would say, innovative things for the church. Mm. Um, when I say we, I don't necessarily mean Josh and myself because we're probably doing the least of all of our people in terms of um, crazy, innovative uh, things in this new world. But there's um, there's a lot to talk about in terms of what our churches are doing, but also there's a lot to talk about in terms of um, what are we realizing church shouldn't yeah. be? Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about that going forward here. Yeah. And so thank you for joining us, for uh, tuning in. We're sorry that we just kind of wasted a half hour of your time. Um, but thank you. For wasted? This was <laughs> this was the intro, bro. They need to listen to this. That's right. Yeah. 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 T- tune yourself in for four-hour uh, four ri- joy ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, eight, we're going to do eight little short half-hour episodes here. Um, talking about this new world, which again, I've entitled. Ah! <laughs> and um, so we hope you'll join in. Uh, this This is going to be a great time. Um, yeah. But for the Unsuccess Podcast, I'm David Libby. And I'm Josh Hawk. And we will see you next time.